0: A dance in the dark. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, Rihanna. Okay. Hey, uh, today, today we are talking about sort of leadership and even more than that, where our generations are headed in a different direction than what we've demanded of leadership in prior years. And they're so spot on. It's ridiculous. And so we'll have completely late adopters to this. We're definitely in early adopter phase, but if you keep watching what's trending in the generations that are following us, most of it at the root core is coming from authenticity and transparency. They want to know what they're buying into and where it's going and how it all works. And guess what? They have the ability to do that as well. So Bah! all of that being said, this is sort of my TED talk on transparency and humans and the way that we have evolved back and forth on this topic over time. And it's interesting to see this come back around as we sort of get back to the roots of who we are as human beings and our needs and asking that question. And generations that are coming up definitely are pressing the issue on that question. How much do I actually need? And what do I actually care about? Because we have lived blindly as an ego-based society. And we've sort of adopted that as truth, even though it's not. And it's not entirely necessary. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Season 3! Um, I would love to tell you that Season 3 is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in, and honestly, it could be, but this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me, and that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, my friends, it's so great to see all of you. I can't even believe that we're still here Existing on this planet, in this way, living and loving our lives. And what I want you to know today is that you don't have to be afraid. That doors closing open amazing opportunities. Give you the ability to see yourself. Give you the ability to see the things that you really Want and have probably always known to be true. So my good friends, don't you worry. There is not a tear worth shedding over that. Just keep going. Keep on going. Keep on going, 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 going. Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our amazing greatness. Listen, my great thing is knowing and living my own truth. Because I know, so often, that's what we do. We're like, oh no, (coughs) we can't be vulnerable, yikes. And this is what I'll say. Hey, being vulnerable to someone does give them the ability to decide whether or not you are someone that's capable of doing whatever it is you may do. And it will still be the truth. And why give anyone a false interpretation of who you are? Why fake being stronger than you are? I believe there's so much strength in that vulnerability. I believe it so much that a lot of my podcasts, though crazy, spinning, spiteful, spiraling, insane, I feel like that's some of the most important pieces of this entire body of work Now I was writing up a um, brand statement for some brand photography that I have coming up for the book and for this work and that's just it like what is my competitive advantage if I had to state anything the realness And it's realness that I committed to early on. I had no idea where we were going to go. I knew that I wanted to head in this direction, that I I wanted to do these things. And I just committed to telling the entire story from the very beginning of this work. And that means a lot of it is crazy. And that means that there are pieces that are just unraveling at the seams at times and everyone has that season and my encouragement is to lean into that season because that manicness that craziness that spiraling is where you're gonna find what it is you need most and my fear is that we press the gas through those moments a little too quickly when we should just be hanging out, taking them in. And I just want all of you to know that opening up your heart in this way, yes, absolutely gives people the ability to reject you sooner, to reject you With a drop of a hat, because standing for anything means that people can and will judge. And you can keep going. And people who do that don't love you the way you're supposed to be loved anyways. Because in our weakness, there is strength. In our low points, there are highs that follow. And you'll be glad. Someday. You'll be glad that you didn't stop for that person. That you didn't let that define your direction. You'll be so glad. And more than anything you'll be glad that certain doors closed because it opened more time and opportunity for other things to flow in. And so much of this is the importance of the removal of that ego. And this, I always say this and it's funny, kind of funny, but kind of not, but I say it. Um, that it's harder to work with a winning team than a losing one? Why? Well, there's a lot of ego that comes with winning. There's a lot of personalities that go with winning. And when winning goes wrong, we tend to sacrifice the weak. And if we can build a culture where the weak are built up as much as the strong, we all get stronger. It's this sacrificial land crap that doesn't work. And it's this ego filled response to all things, right? Where all of a sudden we go, oh, 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 red light, red light, blinking red light, weakness, weakness, weakness. Can't trust this person to do anything. Cut them, get rid of them. They're going to let everyone know that the jig is up. Right? That under all this facade of winning and success, we're still these weak little beings. And if someone's willing to be authentic and transparent about that, yikes, they might blow our cover. And I say, blow the cover off. Bear your truth now because it doesn't matter. The fall comes regardless, right? You can run as fast as you want. But if you skip this portion, if you're creating some sort of facade that you're stronger than you are, and you're having people sign up for that, it gets uncovered somewhere. It does. So you might as well be truthful right now that this is where you are. And I think the most wonderful thing about living your truth is that you attract the people who are going to love you fully. Not the ones who are going to opt in and out every time that you sneeze. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. They might have an issue. They might have some sort of (laughs) underlying issue. Abort. Leave them, they are weak, they cannot stand with us. Well, fine, fine. Then here we go. Here we go. And that's that's sort of me right now. Like I can't do less of the bearing of my soul. I can't be anything that I'm not. I can't be stronger than I am right now. And I can lean into people who believe in it even when I don't. I can bring those people along and stop acting as if. There are better people than the ones who have known that to be true all along. Regardless of what I show them in any given moment, they know the core of that truth. They've never doubted it. And so we shall go. (laughs) And I think this show and this work has always pushed me to be awkwardly transparent at times. and leading with that, leading and knowing that some people are going to fall off and just decide that I'm crazy and write me off forever. But knowing that regardless of who signs in and on and who doesn't for this work, that's still me. And I'll always be proud of that. And I haven't found proof of things that i knew to be true yet. So. Yeah. Kind of those things that you've known all along, but you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. One of those moments. Yeah, but still just going to keep being me, going to keep finding more truth and more light and following that and not avoiding the darkness. Um, just gravitating towards the light. Okay. That's, that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. You know? You're not going to regret it. Okay. So, t- today we actually have the internet... Look at us go. Oh my gosh, we have the internet. Welcome. Hopefully this sounds a little bit better than yesterday did. And this is what I'm going to tell you. Sing 2 is better than Sing 1. If you want to fight about it, we can. But I was absolutely surprised. Sing is a children's movie about this little koala who had big dreams in a smaller town. But he got mentors and guidance, and eventually he built the show and the theater that he wanted to build his whole life that he dreamt of. And then in Sing 2, he wants to go bigger than that theater. And... So then you learn about that whole story. I will ruin it for you. But if you haven't seen that movie yet and you're wanting to be inspired and you're wanting to just take part in like a amazing animation spectacle, it, I'm telling you, go see it in theaters. I mean, I'm sure that it'll be just as good. It'll be good on a TV, but I was shell shocked. I was just sitting there in awe of the experience. Experience. it was amazing um, and the music's so good and the message is so good and so very important and you should watch it but in that movie they have this song that's like it could have been me which is not obviously in the movie in the animated series they have the um, players sing it or the actress sing it And that's not who it's originally by, but this song speaks to me so thoroughly because it's like, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste my life thinking that it could have been me, right? Like one of those things comes up or someone finally invents the thing and you're like, oh man, I totally had that idea. That could have been me. Or... Someone writes the book or says the words or speaks the truths or builds the business and people are sitting back and they're going, oh, man, I could have done that too. That could have been me. That could have been me. I wish that I had just started. I wish that I had just gone and done it. And most of these things, I, I would have been sitting in that same chair saying the same things. Oh man, could have been me. Why can't I have a podcast? Why can't I write books? Gosh, I wish that that was me. Why can't I sit on boards? Why can't I? Why can't I? Why can't I? Oh man, that could have been me. I could have started something like that. I could do something like that. And these were sort of the things that I would constantly say to myself. Like, oh, they're saying all these things on these podcast show. They're doing all these group activities and things and that could be me that could have been me why not me why couldn't it have been me because that's where we sit and we stay and we can't think outside of that bubble that we're already in and it's hard to break out of This takes so much imagination. It takes so much courage to leave the things that you know, that you know are untrue, that you're just forcing yourself to fit. It takes more courage than you could ever imagine if you've done something like that. And I'm not just talking about leaving a job. I'm talking about moving, taking a risk. Trading schools, changing professions, going back to school. Like, the imagination and stamina and just determination to do those things is mind-blowing. You couldn't, if you have done that, then you'll make it. You'll do it. And it won't have mattered what the thing was because it's a billion things. You're going to do so many things in your life, it's going to blow your mind. It really is just always stepping closer into what you know to be true, into what you want to do, period. But so often, we plan for that escape rather safely. Like, okay, this is what I could imagine today. And usually, That's a really good, safe way to move forward. It is. Because if you don't have the backing to kind of bank on yourself, to to know that you'll get through this, that you'll build something, that you're able to do this, to completely change ecosystems and realms and to know that you're going to get somewhere, you're going to do something. If you're capable of doing that, you are capable of continuing. And we don't have to look back. And go, oh my gosh, oh, I wish that I had just kept going with that. This was like a step one, but then I got safe and comfortable again. So I stayed in step one and it felt better, but it definitely wasn't it for me. But it felt better. And I didn't leave that comfort zone. And so it allowed me to continue just stroking this ego and stroking it even more. And so it got even more comfortable. And I'm reading right now on leaders. And how we used to elect leaders and how we elect leaders now. And we used to elect leaders based on their gentleness, based on their kindness, based on all of these things. Right? Because in hunter-gatherer time, anybody who was an egotistical maniac, they would just throw out to the wolves, I suppose. They would just say, ugh. No, because most of our communities, we just shared and we were kind and loving and we had enough to go around. And somewhere around the time when we started to, and this is the totally unscientific explanation of this, but here you go. Somewhere around the time that we decided that we would land, we would buy land And we would farm and we would own land all of a sudden, and the development of our human species as they're examining it. This is what's really interesting. So, we used to not have as much white in our eyes, which meant you couldn't tell where our focus was being held. And as we developed as humans, the whites in our eyes got bigger. And so you could tell when someone wasn't paying attention or when they were looking at something else or what they were even gazing at. And all of a sudden we start to just create these narratives and right along with us owning land, all of a sudden, all of a sudden happened over centuries and centuries of time. But all of a sudden for the non-scientific, all of a sudden we start to get really nervous about the people around us right that they were going to take our things that they were going to come and they wanted our land and they wanted our women and they wanted our children and they wanted our lives yikes and this scarce mindset developed over time and so as scarcity developed so did the need for our leaders to be able to go to battle did you know that four to five percent of leaders right now in leadership position have and exhibit sociopathic tendencies if not completely sociopathic. Who oh, And did you know that the rest of our population is about one percent? Right? And you're going, ah, oh, four to five percent, that's not a big percent. Compared to that, That's a pretty big percentage of people in leadership. But that's what we're asking for, for leaders. Because we're essentially operating in these pods as if it's us against the world. And so when we put someone up there, we need to put someone up there who's willing to go to battle with us. Willing to defend our territory. Willing to say those things egotistically as possible. That this is what we want. And this is how we're going to get it. And even though we don't generally like them too much. (laughs) Right? Because, I don't know, sociopaths are rather hard to deal with. We at least see them as someone stronger than ourselves. And therefore, someone who can help carry the load that we aren't really all that interested in carrying. And it's this crazy phenomenon. And this is why, right? In the beginning, it was like, yikes. Authenticity, transparency, yikes. I get that. Um, I remember early on in my podcast, people just being like, (laughs) ooh, ooh, I don't know that I would say those things. Yikes. Yikes. Imagine what people are going to think of you. And, right? It's that scarce mindset or it's that understanding that people are going to think what they want regardless. (laughs) People are going to make decisions about you regardless. And so you might as well put it all out there. You might as well live in that truth. And even though (laughs) the leaders we're putting in power right now are being awarded power for their ego facade for these sociopathic tendencies, (laughs) To walk around and just roll heads. We're beginning to understand, and I feel like generations that are coming up now are getting that this is BS. And that these are not leaders that we want to follow. That these leaders are just putting up a smokescreen. It's all fake. And I think we see that as we see people kind of stepping into this great resignation phase of life, calling on that, calling to work for companies that are real, that aren't just checking the box on what it means to have a mission, vision, value-driven company. They want to actually know what the work is and how to buy into it. And to most leaders... That might seem really scary. Yikes. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't I don't want to let people in like that. And the truth is you don't have to yet. But these new generations, the ones who liked TikTok, because of the unalgorithmic climb of just pure, authentic talent. Yeah. The ones who didn't care how many followers they had. And now that our generations are getting interested in it, that's where it's headed. But in the initial format, It didn't matter how pretty the video was. It didn't matter. The only thing that mattered was that there was someone true behind that work. And so it should seem, it should seem that our generations of youth coming up are calling and demanding For this type of leadership. For this type of people and presence and movement. They're demanding more. They're asking why. Why did we go to this structure? Why do we have to own land? Why do we have to have a fancy house? Why? Did we ever agree to pay for things? Why did we do this money thing? And now you're even seeing in the ways that they're leading entire charges behind the decentralization decentralization of power. The things that are being developed when you think about cryptocurrency and NFTs and blockchain technology. Those things... Are about taking the power back. Are about allowing. True. Authentic. Talent to gain a stage. Because it's not algorithmic. And it's not based on who you know. It's just based on how good you are. It's just based on your ability to connect with people. And that. Could. Potentially. Should it not get shot down. Although. Trust. There are major attempts. That's really where leadership and these next generations are going. We don't want to work for egotistical maniacs who kill all of the joy out of our lives. We want to work for people who care. Who are doing work that is careful and true and authentic and beautiful and meaningful. And people want to buy into that, right? They don't want to keep pouring money into pockets of CEOs who are sitting at the top making crazy decisions based on their ego. They're looking for leaders who are exhibiting truth, authenticity, genuine people. And we're definitely in the early adopter stage of that. But our youth is demanding a different kind of leader. Because you know what? Hi, welcome. We have officially trained and developed generations of people who can build wealth on their own. Through a computer screen. Through way less than a common work week. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, well, good thing you signed that grant to get them Apple computers and iPads because we officially have built an industry of humans who are capable of building something for themselves. And they don't care. They don't need your 40-hour work week and your $40,000 annual salary. They really don't. Maybe they need a 10-hour work week. And a $20,000 salary. Or in most of their cases, they need a four-hour work week and $150,000 salary. (laughs) Or they can finance their own insurance. Yeah. They're sitting down and having these conversations. And I think it's important to note that this is really where our society is headed. And the demand for transparency and authenticity... Is only going to keep growing. And the next social platform. Will be even more authentic. And true. Than TikTok. Yeah. So gear on up people. You want to lead from that ego based place. It's not going to work for very long. Not going to float. You can't not wear it on your sleeve for much longer. And I think it's the best way to live. Why fake it? As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me. It's just me out on <laughs> all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements. Um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at the death of a dream also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, but you can check out Thank you.